everyone, I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome everyone, welcome to this very special Friday bonus episode. I am so happy that you're here. We have a lot to cover. This is a super fun episode. I'm really excited about it because today we are gonna dive into our Malibu guide. On uh, Monday, How'd She Do That podcast launched our Malibu guide. It's going to live on the website indefinitely. We're going to be updating it, switching it up, and basically it's just really fun for me to be able to share this beautiful place that Luke and I live. We've lived in this area now for the past five years, and it just felt appropriate to bring you guys along for the ride, some of our favorite places, and share a little bit behind the scenes, maybe some fun memories that have happened there. So for those of you who don't live in California, or perhaps you've never visited um, Malibu or Southern California, I thought this would be a fun way to get to know me a little bit better, but also get to know the area, and if you ever visit. I hope that you will take a look at how she do that podcast.com slash Malibu guide. Well, before we dive into all of that, I do want to say this again is not our normal episode. This is a Friday bonus episode and I'm super pumped and I have a little surprise for you guys, but I have a guest today. So not only am I going to share a little bit of the behind the scenes of the guide, the Malibu guide and some memories at some of my favorite places, but my photographer, Elizabeth Bremer, who took the photos that you see in the guide who did such an amazing job. She is joining me on the podcast later as you listen in. So stay tuned, you guys. That's going to be a really fun conversation. But first, I want to give a few updates. We always have something fun. I think you guys are starting to realize we always have something fun happening at How'd She Do That podcast, and today is no different. So this bonus episode, we are covering the Malibu Guide. I'm going to have my photographer, Elizabeth, on to chat more about her work And today, this is Thursday that I'm recording this episode, today, Malibu Times Magazine, I have it right here with me, the 2020 Winter Edition and issue is out. It's on newsstands and I am so excited, honored, thrilled. I'm just so pumped. How'd she do that podcast? There is a mention. There's actually an article that is all about creating during COVID. And I am so happy to share that I am highlighted, but more importantly, how'd she do that podcast is highlighted. You guys are highlighted. We are in this together and I am so thrilled. I'm I'm looking at it right now. So if you are in the area, if you are local, go ahead and pick up Malibu Times Magazine. I believe it's page 28, 26, something like that. You are going to be, oh, 28. You'll see your girl right there. And I think that you will really enjoy the article. So be sure to pick up a Malibu Times if you are local. All right, last update. And this one is a really, really fun one. If you guys are following us on How'd She Do That podcast, you will have seen this likely earlier today, if not soon. We are launching, and I can do a little drum roll. Some of you may have already, that's my own little drum roll. <laughs> you may have already seen, but we are uh, we are doing merch. We have a line of sweatshirts that are dropping today. I think you guys are really going to love them. They're super cute, chic, and we might get some funkier kind of options in later on, but this is kind of the classic pullover. I think you guys are really going to love these sweatshirts. Those are out today on How'd She Do That podcast. Dot com. 
wow, well, we have a lot of fun happening on the podcast. I can't believe we're so close to Christmas. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you guys are excited for the podcast, for the momentum. Another quick side note, I have been so encouraged this week. I have had so many new friends reach out to me, so many of you sending me DMs on either how'd she do that podcast Instagram or my own personal Instagram, Emily Landers, uh, saying that you love the podcast, saying that you love our conversations and the guest. And I just want to tell you that that means so much to me to hear from you guys. I feel like I'm beginning to get to know you and you guys are getting to know me. So for you to come back week after week and to listen into these conversations, it's amazing. And I have so many fun things coming up ahead in the new year. And I just feel so grateful that you guys are are along for the ride. Well, with all of that in mind, let's go ahead and dive into all things Malibu. First and foremost, I want to say there are a lot of pros to living in Malibu, probably more pros than cons, but I do want to say there are some cons. There are some cons, so I'm going to be highlighting all of the fabulous, wonderful things about Malibu today, but if you want to know some of the cons, I'm happy to share those as well because there are a few, but I was so happy to be able to announce and to launch my Malibu guide. Of course, Malibu is known for its remarkable beaches, its beautiful hiking trails, um, and it's, it's my favorite city. It's one of my favorite places to eat, stay, shop. Uh, of course, the views are incredible. And so that's why I wanted to create this coastal city guide for you all so that you would be covered. If you're ever in Malibu, you can come and you can see all of these beautiful places. First and foremost, I kind of highlighted Malibu Farm. Malibu Farm is one of our favorite restaurants. It's out on the pier in Malibu. And I don't know how many times I have eaten there. Many, many, many times. I moved to Los Angeles after marrying my husband, Luke, he was in law school. He was a 1L when we started dating, and then he was a 2L. For those of you who don't know that terminology, I didn't either. It's basically just a first year, second year, third year, but for whatever reason, they say 1L and 2L. <laughs> so I loved, loved visiting him. Obviously, we had so much fun during that time, and Malibu Farm was always my go-to spot, my favorite spot to visit, and I'm so excited to share that not not only are we highlighting Malibu Farm on the guide, their very own, the, the owner and founder, Helene Henderson, is going to be on the podcast in 2021. I have already recorded an episode with Helene, and when I think of my guest, many have similarities in their upbringing or in their uh, school work or maybe even where they went to school. Helene does not have those commonalities with my other guest. Her story is absolutely incredible. She is such an interesting person. She is such a smart and dynamic person, as all of my guests are. But when I think of Helene's conversation and the episode that's going to be coming out, I would really encourage you to stay tuned because she is originally from Sweden. She talks about being the only uh, black woman in her city and her town and what that felt like. And then her ultimate move to New York, doing a little bit of modeling there. And you are going to be so inspired by how she started 
Malibu Farm. And there's a little tidbit behind the name. My parents, whenever they visit, they're like, Malibu Farm, is it Malibu Farm? It's Malibu Pier. There's also a restaurant called Malibu Cafe. And the Malibu Farm has a cafe side on it, sign on it. So if you're tracking with me, you've probably been in the area. There is a reason that Malibu Farm is named Malibu Farm, okay? And even Helene herself said it's pretty funny that there is a Malibu Farm on a pier. So she's tracking with us as well. You guys are going to love that conversation. And if you are in, gosh, Los Angeles, if you are in Cabo, if you are in Tokyo, if you are in, good grief, I think Palm Beach, uh, Florida, if you're in New York, you will find Malibu Farm. I think they even have one in Chicago. So wherever you are, you might have the chance to get a little bit of that Malibu Farm sunshine and beauty wherever you are. She has taken it so many places. Uh, Tokyo, I think, is they're waiting for it to open because of COVID, um, but that was next on their list. So very, very exciting. I highly recommend her delicious I Heart You waffles, which are shaped in in heart shapes <laughs> or the smoked salmon hash. It's, it's all delicious. And they have a really, really, really good watermelon juice that I love in the summer. So Malibu Farm is one you won't want to miss. If you have been to Malibu, you may know there is a main shopping area that is really, really fun. It's called the Malibu Country Mart. Um, and just thinking about the Malibu Country Mart, we could get into so many different kind of celeb sightings there, which I know many of you think is really fun. And I do too. Um, I'm trying to think. I know that we have seen Maria Shriver there. She, she's been on the Today Show, a reporter. Um, and I think she was, that's Catherine Schwarzenegger's mom. So she was married to Arnold for a while. So that was a fun sighting. We have seen Sharon Osbourne. I've seen Caitlyn Jenner. We've seen Scott Disick. I've seen Kylie uh, Kardashian. I mean, it's kind of fun. The list goes on. I think if I was talking to someone, I might be able to remember more, but I didn't write them before, write them down before this. So those are some of the fun little, just the sneak peeks of people we've kind of seen. Oh, this is a fun one. I can't forget this one. We've seen Jerry Seinfeld multiple times at the Malibu Country Mart. So I'm not trying to put anybody's spot on blast, but there are a lot of fun sightings uh, happening at the Country Mart, including Ashley Simpson, who else? Gosh, Kaya Gerber, that's Cindy Crawford's daughter. So anyways, just a lot of fun. You'll always, always be on the lookout when you're in Malibu. You'll, you never know who you might run into. So anyways, the Malibu Country Mart, there's so many fun shopping places, but I did want to highlight a few of my favorite restaurants and little places to grab a bite to eat. Cafe Habana is amazing. It is partly owned, I believe, by Cindy Crawford. And if you go there, you're going to want to grab the guacamole and corn dip. It's delicious. One of my favorite restaurants for sure in Malibu. If you are in town for a quick lunch or you're driving through, I know a lot of people do the PCH drive and you want a quick bite. John's Garden is delicious. You will love John's Garden. You can put in an order, of course, right now during COVID, you can do this, but all the time you can call in pick up your order. Super easy to do. Grab it and go if you like. We love the black bean burger. Uh, that might not, You might not have that highlighted when you go in and see that, and that might not be the first thing that you pick, but it's really, really good. And I have so many memories sitting at John's Garden when Luke and I were dating, and he uh, popped down from the law school to come and hang out with me for a little bit. So it's really, really fun. 
I also love Blue Bottle. Blue Bottle is over by the new Whole Foods in Malibu. Uh, if you guys have ever been in that new area, it's really pretty. Um, interesting side note on that. Sometimes in Malibu, there are there are so many locals that have been here for such a long time. There are actually people who weren't in favor of getting a Whole Foods. They want it to stay very local. They want it to stay very small. It is very much a beach town, which we love. Um, but ultimately, they did get a Whole Foods. They also got Blue Bottle. Blue Bottle is a coffee shop that we really love. I think the first time I ever had Blue Bottle was actually when I was living in New York. So if you are from New York, you may have already heard of Blue Bottle, but it's new. It's new to us in Malibu. I also highlighted places to stay, and I have to say that the Malibu Beach Inn, it's a leading hotel of the world. It's one of the only luxury hotels in Malibu, specifically a hotel on the beach. There are other hotels in Malibu that make it look as though it's on the beach, and they are not on the beach. Malibu Beach Inn truly is on the beach, and I have so many great memories here. I shot my book cover for Take Flight Book at Malibu Beach Inn. They were so kind to have us shoot there. My photographer was extremely talented. If you guys have ever heard of Kristen Kilpatrick, she's at Kilpat on Instagram. And we had such a fun day. So I just remember, gosh, we took over one of the dining rooms to shoot there. And then we went to one of the rooms in the hotel. And then we were out on the back terrace. So there's just so many fun memories and actually a fun side note if you have my book take flight you'll notice that the cover is of malibu pier well we actually took that from malibu beach inn and we just flipped the photo so that the bird is flying up uh, you guys, if you if you have my book, you'll know what I'm talking about. So a fun, fun little side note there. We shot the cover at Malibu Beach Inn, which is definitely one of my favorite places to suggest you all stay. Well, in line with that same theme, of course, I love to share different workout places and I love to kind of share boutique places that you guys can can come and find when you're in Malibu. There are a ton of private dance classes, funny enough, in Malibu, but in the guide, I actually highlight Pure Bar, which is a chain that many of you might be familiar with. I personally love Pure Bar and I love this location uh, because I actually worked at the front desk when Luke was in law school in exchange for classes. So I have some great memories at that Pure Bar in the Malibu Country Mart. If you are stopping by and you want to get a quick workout in, highly suggest that Pure Bar there. Uh, in regards to shopping, one of my favorite kind of local, I believe they're from Southern California, boutiques is Barefoot Dreams. If you are not familiar with Barefoot Dreams, I would put it on your Christmas wish list right now. Um, and again, I don't think I need to say this, but none of this is sponsored. This is all just things that I personally love in Malibu and Barefoot Dreams is one of them. They are the coziest products and they have an incredible story behind them. And each piece is actually covered in prayer. Their team will pray over these blankets, pray over these different pieces. So I love that. You're literally covered in prayer. So if you're not familiar with Barefoot Dreams, be sure to check them out. Another great shopping place we have to recommend, of course, is Paige. You guys may have listened to Paige Adams-Geller on How Did She Do That podcast. If you haven't listened to her episode, I would highly suggest doing so. She has a store in the Malibu Country Mart. It's beautiful. We talk about it in her episode. Uh, she's the 20th episode if you want to go ahead and check that out as well. So Paige Denham is there. And then 
A few more food options. Uh, Gosh, Malibu Kitchen is one of our favorites. They have amazing food. The owner is super sweet. We love her. And while the menu is fairly similar to John's Garden, it's a great kind of option for lunch. They have some really warm sandwiches like cooked through that Luke loves. If he was in the room, I would ask him what his favorite is, but you guys can't go wrong at Malibu Kitchen or John's Garden. They're both awesome. Howdy's. Howdy's is one that we are so happy to have back. Howdy's was in Malibu for some time and then they were not with us and now they're back and better than ever. Luke and I love having brunch here. There is a CrossFit breakfast of some sort that I love to order that is delicious. Howdy's is where it's at. Of course, two local, uh, two native Texans. We got to love Howdy's in Malibu. It is awesome. You'll also see in the guide that I kind of go through some of my favorite hikes in the area. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm pretty much always hiking. And so I'll share some of those really quickly. And I'm really excited. Again, if you haven't checked out the howtodothatpodcast.com slash Malibu guide, I hope this is fun. I hope this is helpful. It's kind of cool to share a little bit more about my world. And like I mentioned, my photographer Elizabeth Brummer is going to be on shortly so I will wrap it up with hikes and beaches we love Solstice Canyon that's one we do year round hands down one of our favorites Maui loves it there's a midpoint that she gets to swim and play and it's just the best I will say that the parking for Solstice Canyon can ruin your morning (laughs) if you let it (laughs) so I would get there very very early in the summer or just stick to the winter months fall Uh, there's quite a few less people on the trail then one place that is really really special to me and we even have friends who it's so beautiful they had their wedding where I'm about to share we love the cliffs at Westward Beach so if you're driving in Malibu Zuma Beach is one that everybody loves I love it it's where I, I go surfing sometimes and have great memories there But if you want to come back south just a little bit from Zuma there and keep driving on past Sunset Restaurant, there is a beach called Westward Beach. And it's not, it's on Zuma, but it's no longer Zuma when you get to that point. You pay to park. There are some cliffs back there that are just beautiful to walk up. There's lots of times people are rock climbing. And a fun fact there, one time I was kind of, I wasn't rock climbing really, but there used to be, they have since covered it, there used to be a little trail that you could go in between some rocks and you kind of had to climb up over these rocks. Well, I was climbing up over these rocks and I looked up to see uh, who was in my way because there was someone coming down. And it was Peter Brady, a.k.a. Christopher Knight, one of my mom's childhood crushes. (laughs) And I knew right off the bat that it was Peter Brady. So again, you never know who you may run into in Malibu. But my favorite, favorite things to run into in Malibu, specifically from Westward Beach, are the beautiful animals, the wildlife. If you want to see wildlife, go to Westward Beach. I have not ever been to Westward Beach Cliffs and not seen a seal, a dolphin, or a whale. Majority of the time when I go, I see a seal and dolphins, if not a whale too. So if you want animal sightings, if you are a animal lover like me, Westward Beach is going to be your best bet to see some incredible wildlife. I've been up there with, I think my brother was with us one year, and there was a pod of like 50 
dolphins in the distance and you can see everything from up there do be careful there's no railing there's no handrails it is every person for themselves so westward beach cliffs would not be um, a hike i would take you know my grandma on or someone who might need a little more assistance but folks who can uh, take care of themselves and are old enough to be careful, uh, Westward Beach Cliffs are, are beautiful. And you don't have to go up on the cliffs. There is a portion that you could just see it and love it, and you could still probably see some wildlife. Um, but if you continue on up past the cliffs, it'll actually loop back around. And in doing so, I, I, I would bet you, <laughs> and I don't really bet, I would bet you, you will see seals below. And if you don't see them, you will hear them and you might smell them. So that's kind of a fun, some fun insight to Westward. Well, Malibu Canyon is another hike that we love. I know it's very popular with the Pepperdine cross country team. A lot of them will, will train down there. It's beautiful. Once you get over some hills, um, you can do some flat uh, trails and you can go as far as you want. That thing goes way, way, way back. Malibu Canyon. Unfortunately, no dogs are allowed. So sadly, Maui has never joined us. If she did, maybe it was once and we quickly learned that dogs are not allowed there. So those are just some of my favorite hikes. Um, I love to kind of share some of the beaches. I did that a little bit as well. We love Westward Beach. We love Zuma Beach. I mention in the guide El Matador Beach, and I'll stand by that. I do just want to give a full warning and heads up that that is one of the most crowded beaches at sunset. People are losing their minds <laughs> taking photos, and we joined them. We had a lot of fun shooting the guide, and that was one of the locations that we shot at so hopefully you guys can go and check it out again all of this is on the website but I hope that this has been helpful and fun to you I am so excited because like I mentioned I actually have a guest joining me today Elizabeth Brummer is joining me Elizabeth is the creative genius behind the Malibu guide who took all of our photos took time out of her busy busy schedule to join me and to shoot this guide for us so I'm excited. I hope you all enjoy my conversation with Elizabeth. Keep in mind, Elizabeth is a student at Pepperdine. You guys are going to be so impressed with her. She's absolutely fantastic. A new dear friend of mine. Here is Elizabeth Brummer on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest is one I am really looking forward to speaking with. My friend Elizabeth Brummer is joining me today. Elizabeth is a sophomore at Pepperdine University, and I've gotten to know her over the past semester through her creative endeavors as a photographer. She's actually helped me with some work on a couple of different projects, and I am so happy that she's joining me on today's bonus episode. As I mentioned, Elizabeth is a student at Pepperdine University studying integrated marketing and communications with a minor in multimedia design. When Elizabeth isn't doing schoolwork or updating her beautiful portfolio, she is likely experimenting with some kind of art project, running, hiking, obsessively taking pictures of sunsets, impulsively petting any and every dog, or watching documentaries on Netflix. Elizabeth, welcome to How'd She Do That? 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am so happy to have you. And it's been so fun to get to know you over this past semester. And you have kind of been, uh, you're not a formal intern of mine, but I I kind of claim you as one of my interns. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for taking me under your wing this past semester. It's been so much fun. I've really had a blast. Well, it's been so much fun for me, and I have just been so encouraged and inspired by our friendship to see how you've handled this year and and many uh, girlfriends of mine who are in college and and handling classwork and a pandemic and and all of the above. I'm ready to dive in. I'm so excited for listeners to get to know you and many, as you know, many of my listeners are actually college students, maybe recent grads, and we even have some empty nesters and, and older women who get to hear a little bit more about what's going on in your realm and and life. So I'd love for listeners to get to know you, and I'd love to kind of start from the beginning. Could you tell us a little bit about maybe where you're from and perhaps your uh, decision and how you came to the conclusion to go to Pepperdine? Yes, of course. So I am originally from Atlanta, Georgia. I went to elementary and middle school there, grew up there in the South. And then I ended up spending my high school years in Seattle, Washington. My family moved there for uh, when I was in high school. And then I'm now in Malibu attending college at Pepperdine University. So I've been around the country a little bit, had a few pit stops here and there, but (laughs) I am here and happy to be uh, in California studying. And um, I mean, in terms of how I ended up at Pepperdine, I I honestly do not know. As I was saying, I grew up (laughs) on the East Coast, so that was kind of where I was originally thinking I would spend my college years just because it's what I knew. But then as Mm. soon as I moved to Seattle, I kind of became more oriented with the West Coast and you know, everything out here. I kind of stumbled upon Pepperdine. I'd heard of it, but hadn't looked into it a ton. And then I guess, you know, just decision after decision kind of got led here and to where I am today. And I couldn't be happier, honestly. Oh, that's so fun. And and we've talked about this a little bit. We did a, a little photo shoot earlier this week, actually, and, and chatted about that. And it's so fun to think about you having moved all over the place. And some of my listeners, you might be able to relate. And then ultimately landing somewhere you probably, I mean, at some point never even dreamed of being. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, if we want the long story, I lived in Atlanta and then <laughs> a year in North Carolina, then I moved to Seattle, and now my family just moved to Arizona while I'm out here in California. So it's a little extended version. So I definitely have gotten to see some different parts of the country, but I can't imagine having stayed in one place. I mean, it was a great place to grow up, but I feel like seeing so many different parts of the country and different aspects of life and culture has really shaped me into the person I am today, honestly. Uh, Yes, I would agree with that. And having talked to you a little bit about that, I I totally agree. And a quick side note for those of you who are listening, Elizabeth probably wouldn't um, necessarily out herself in this way, but I'm going to on her behalf. Elizabeth actually, not, not only does she go to Pepperdine, but this girl lives on PCH, you guys. For those of you who don't know what PCH is, just to put a little, a little more silver lining into Elizabeth's story. Um, are you at home right now? 
I am indeed, yes. Okay, so Elizabeth is actually tuning in from her her home where she lives with with her roommates, obviously, on PCH. Again, those of you who don't know what that is, that would be the Pacific Coast Highway. That's highway number one in California. So that's kind of fun to think about you, gosh, out there. And one more side fact about this house, which is really <laughs> funny, is I have actually stayed in Elizabeth's house when it was um, being rented. My husband's family rented this exact house for his graduation. So anyways, I love <laughs> all of the different overlaps, Elizabeth. It's so much fun. Well, I, oh, we just heard Maui. Maui, excuse <laughs> me. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more. I mentioned earlier what your major is uh, and what you have kind of stepped into. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your major and how you decided to go down that path. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, when I was looking at Pepperdine, I obviously looked at the list of majors and wasn't really sure. I didn't have a clear goal of what I wanted to do, still kind of was feeling it out. And then I looked more into what integrated marketing and communications was and the course offerings that make up the major at Pepperdine. And as I've started to take more classes about like advertising, public relations, marketing, I've kind of begun to realize that it's exactly what I'm interested in, honestly, because I've kind of grown up with a lot of creativity in my head and I like to express that while at the same time, I also, you know, like the business aspect and the ability to take leadership positions and watch things grow. So I feel like integrated marketing and communications at Pepperdine is honestly a, a good path for me to be able to look into a bunch of different I don't know, aspects of what marketing is, what communication is, what branding is, and then mm. ultimately find a way to express my creative voice on behalf mm. of companies and on behalf of people in general. Well, that's really well said. How have you kind of come to the conclusion? Because I think myself included and, and some of my listeners even, we think of creativity, we think of creative people as, you know, an artist with with a paintbrush. But you actually have so many different creative entities. And I'm, I'm going to let listeners have the opportunity to see some of your work later on. Uh, we'll, we'll share that shortly, guys. But what what is it in you or or when did you really come to the conclusion of... I'm a creative person in so many different entities. I mean, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, you love different art projects, you love being outdoors. I mean, there's a real level of creativity, I think, in you that's not necessarily the traditional, you know, creative of what a lot of people would think. So how is it that you've kind of come to this conclusion of, yeah, I'm a creative person and, and you you really have so many different plates spinning in that realm. Growing up, so my mom, grandma, great-grandmother, they all played the piano. So I grew up in a very musical family and mm. right from a young age, surrounded by classical music, every summer and winter, my family, still to this day, I'm not sure how COVID will be affecting this this winter, mm -hmm. but um, we've we've gone to nursing homes and we sing and like play the piano and dance Aww. and entertain the old folks. And my mom grew up trying to teach my sister and I piano lessons. I would come home from school every day and there'd be kids in my house taking piano lessons from my mom. So I've always Aww. been, I don't know, surrounded by creativity and a musical aspect. And then as I kind of started, I don't know, taking art classes at school, being surrounded by different artistic people in my life, I realized, hey, I kind of like this. I'll check it out. And I actually was thinking about this the other day. I enjoy jewelry making as well. And one mm. of the things 
I enjoyed doing when I was little was having not lemonade stands on the side of the road, but jewelry stands on the side of the oh road. Oh my god! <laughs> so my friends and I would get together. I'd make I'd make them make necklaces with me, little bottle cap necklaces, and we'd we'd set up a table on the side of the road, and people would stop by and buy my necklaces and bracelets. So I don't know. Ever since a young age, I've kind of found ways to express myself creatively not just with art, not just with music. And then growing older, you know, I'm not sure my mom's too happy with me. I did stray away from the (laughs) piano a little bit, but I still love listening to her. I've just found ways to express myself differently. So, you know, recently I've gotten into more graphic design. I did a lot of more traditional art, as you might think of it, like pen and paper Mm -hmm. um, during high school. But I think that moving forward and looking to the future, you know, technology is such a big part of our lives right now. So I've been trying Mm -hmm. to challenge myself and see how I can incorporate technology with art. And that's something that I have been working on recently, whether it's through graphic design, UI, photography, even there's just, it's such a wide realm and there's so many different ways to get in there. And so I'm just you know, kind of feeling them all out right now. (laughs) Ah, I love it. Well, and what's really funny about that, I just, this just clicked. You are kind of like the OG pop-up shop with your little jewelry uh, (laughs) design instead of a lemonade stand. I love love to think about that. I love thinking about you doing that. And it's really fun. Uh, Again, for those of you who are listening, this is a bonus episode with Elizabeth. I have loved speaking with college students because of course, we don't know how your career is going to pan out, but it's Mm going to be really fun to see what happens because there's so many different entities that that you're involved in. And it's it's fun to share kind of how multifaceted, but also multi-talented I really think you are. And one element of this um, that we have mentioned would be photography. So tell us a little bit about you stepping into photography because obviously that's how I was originally introduced to you. But tell us about where that passion kind of comes from and maybe even share a little bit of what you're looking for when you're taking photos. Yeah. So I remember, I don't even know how old I was, but I decided one day that I wanted a camera. And so I told my parents, it's like, this is something I'm interested in. And they, did they give me a brand new camera? No, they did not. They gave me their very old clunky digital camera. I don't even know how many years old it was. I did not even know how to work it. I had to do some some digging there into the archive <laughs> to see how that ancient machine worked. But I, I don't know. I just I saw cool things around me. I saw cool things online, like playing with the different exposures and like apertures, and I just kind of self taught, I guess, and saw these cool shots. Wanted to imitate them. Went out and did it with my little my little clunky digital camera. And then a few years down the road, as I got more into it and invested, I started doing research um, into, you know, newer models of cameras. And ninth grade was when I got my first real camera. And I've had it with me ever since. I take it everywhere I go. And I don't know, it's just been so much fun just experimenting because I feel like that's what photography is for me. It's like, I don't, I don't know what happens when we press this button, but let's just do it and find out. (laughs) And I mean, obviously like I can read instruction manuals and look at tutorials, but I think it's fun to just kind of experiment and see what happens. Mm. And, you know, as I got older, my senior year of high school, 
everyone takes their senior pictures for the yearbook and stuff. And I took my own senior pictures with a little tripod set up in my yard. And then then I ended up taking, you know, a bunch of my friends' senior pictures. And so that's, I kind of have more experience with like portrait photography, but also, you know, just traveling around when, when we moved all over the country throughout high school, I took my camera with me, captured it all. And so that's what I like to do now. I mean, just, I went, I went camping the other weekend with some friends and I took my camera and, you know, just pressed the button and it, the pictures came out fantastically. There were so many cool lights across all the pictures. Did I know that was going to happen? No, but <laughs> it was really cool seeing it come to life. And for me, that's what photography is. I feel like it's an art of experimentation and that's what I've really enjoyed about it. Oh, that's so cool. And I, your experiments are turning out really well because <laughs> I have benefited from your creativity and, of course, your photography. You guys are are going to be able to check out Elizabeth's work shortly. Uh, she actually was the photographer who helped us with my Malibu guide that is on HowShedDoThatPodcast.com. So Elizabeth is the, the brains uh, behind all of those photos. I'm sure, Elizabeth, there could be someone listening who maybe feels like photography is an oversaturated realm, you know, and I I even felt that way in starting the podcast. It's like, oh, is there going to be anyone listening to another podcast? And and there might be someone listening and perhaps you you don't want to step into photography, but perhaps you feel like uh, the realm you're looking to to step into is just, there's already enough of of XYZ. Um, I'd love to know, Elizabeth, what would you say to someone, and maybe it is specifically for photography, but what would you say to someone who is nervous to kind of step in or step out um, in hopes of trying something new? You know, that's a great question. And I honestly feel like I'm still finding that out for myself. You know, mm. I I'm still, I have so much ahead of me and I look at other people, you know, whether it's looking at their design work or their photography, as I'm still getting into it, I look at these people who are so established and there's so many of them. And mm. you'll have that in any field, any industry you go. So I think what I've been focusing on is finding people whose work I like and then looking at them, trying to, I mean, almost imitate them for myself, not not trying to take credit for what they come up with or anything, but just trying to learn by imitation almost so that I can find my own voice within that. And, you know, not just not just looking at one person, but looking at a variety of people. So Mm. looking at other people as inspiration and then seeing that and what they do to then apply that to myself and look around me and see what I like and what I find inspiring to me. So whether that's looking at people's photography and then maybe trying to take a similar shot, but then, oh, that turns into something else. Let's try this. And then all of a sudden you kind of have found your own path and your own voice And I think, you know, in the world of like creatives, there's so many people doing so many different things that are so cool. And it's almost intimidating because you just, you want to make your own voice. And I think part of that, it's a process. I don't know if the process ever stops. I feel like it's just a continuous evolution, but Mm. at least that's where I'm at. I always, I try to find people around me who inspire me, things around me that inspire me. Um, and then use those people, places, things to learn from and grow and ultimately shape myself as an individual and find my own voice. 
Oh, well said. Well said, Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's just such a great thought for anyone who's listening who feels, you know, just like, ah, how can I step forward? How can I do this? And oh my gosh. But like Elizabeth said, even even with myself, and of course, my my example will always be for now, the podcast, but even for myself looking around and thinking, okay, how has this been done well? How can I put my own spin on it? Okay, maybe I could highlight young women in, in college and have them come on. Maybe that would encourage someone. And it's just been so fun to to see how that's come together. But even with what you're saying of, you know, take note of people that inspire you, let it inspire you so that you can take, uh, gosh, put your own spin on it. I yeah. love it. Well, I, have, <laughs> I, I know a little bit of this might come from the creativity of, of your family, but I'd love to know where, where do you actually think your eye for design and, and kind of st- even style with with loving creating jewelry and also photography and whatnot. Where do you think your eye for design and style comes from? You know, that is a great question. <laughs> I think honestly, it comes from absolutely everything. You know, there's not one point in my life that I can point to and say that is what has shaped me and inspired me forever. I think mm-hmm. that part of it, I mean, a big part of who I consider myself as has been you know, coming from moving around so much. And I think that part of that has been me being able to see different parts of the country, different people. My family loves to go on road trips and I love, we drove across the country from North Carolina to Washington. So I, I kind of just want to sit and watch the world go by. And I think that I find a, a lot of creativity from nature. I love going on hikes. I just, it's, you know, looking at the sunsets, as you said, I love them every single night. <laughs> and they're just, there's so much beauty in the world around me. And I think, part of that is me capturing it all outside of me and finding ways to, you know, process it within myself and then turn it into something else that I can show externally and have it be a different type of beauty in the world. Um, I think that I find a lot of inspiration from people. Obviously, you know, my family is very talented. Um, My friends are very talented. I love seeing people's brains, just the way that they work. I think, I think watching people think and watching people create is something so beautiful. And so I find a lot of inspiration in that as well. And, you know, honestly, experimenting as well. Like I said, I find, I find creativity in that just trying something new, seeing what happens. If it doesn't work, try again, try something different. And, you know, one day it will work and then you go from there. (laughs) Right. Oh, yes. I love that. I think, I think one of my main takeaways thus far from this conversation and hopefully listener, you you would agree is just experimenting. And it sounds like one element that's really fun is, is, you know, don't be, don't be so hard on yourself, have fun with it, experiment, figure it out. And I think that's what you've done in all of the different entities, which is just another reason I was so excited to have you on today that just all of your different creations endeavors is so impressive and so much fun and friendly reminder you guys for those of you who are listening and some of you might be in college but for those of you who aren't um friendly reminder elizabeth is a sophomore in college okay so just a friendly reminder there this is really really fun to to hear just your thoughts behind all of the different uh endeavors you've you've kind of taken on well well i would love i'd love to hear from you because i've had uh quite a few college students on the podcast recently with these amazing bonus episodes and you guys have been through something pretty crazy this year you have actually been a college student during a global pandemic, which 
is hopefully, you know, perhaps maybe you're listening years from now. Well, we're still in 2020, so you're lucky. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but gosh, I would love to know um, a little bit about, you know, how has being in college during a pandemic been for you? What, what has this season uh, looked like for you? Yeah, I mean, it is honestly, it's been a crazy, crazy ride, as I'm sure it's been for all of us. For me, this year, I was actually supposed to be spending my sophomore year studying abroad in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Mm. And so I was, you know, all of last year, I was preparing myself to not be in Malibu, not be with my family and be on my own, speaking a different language, immersing myself in a different culture. And then when the pandemic hit, all of that came crashing down. And I was lucky enough to be able to find a great place in Malibu. I'm so fortunate. I feel so blessed. And I found great girls to live with. One of them was actually supposed to be my roommate in Argentina. And then we are now roommates here at the beach. (laughs) And I think that, I mean, honestly, it's been such a crazy adjustment, but it's kind of been the best year ever. I don't really, Mm. it's been so much fun. We've had so many fun times. I think one of the things that's been challenging for me is I'm sure it has been for everyone, just finding continuous motivation and, Mm. you know, trying to stay busy because the pandemic has been a time for me personally to, to almost be forced to sit back because oftentimes I find myself just wanting to go, 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 like just try new things, keep progressing myself Um, and growing learning. But this period of time has really forced me to sit back and tell myself, hey, it's okay to sit for a little bit, just sit and think and be. And honestly, that's been a challenge for me, but it has been a really good period of growth in that way. Even if it wasn't what I was expecting, even if it wasn't how I was expecting to grow. Um, But yeah, I think, I think it's been crazy. The college experience hasn't really been quite what everyone talks about, you know, but I think we've been making it our own. And I think that's honestly what's been so special and will make it so memorable for all of us. Oh, yes. You, oh, this will be very memorable. You guys will remember this, (laughs) but just a testament to, to you and to, to many of my other college uh, guests that I've had on, you guys do seem to be kind of looking for the silver lining. What has surprised you about this season? And, And do you have any silver linings you could share? Yeah, I think, I mean, as I was saying, studying abroad, that was supposed to be that I was looking forward to that. That was supposed to be everything got canceled. So then what happened? I ended up living in Malibu with my friends and it couldn't, could not be better. I'm so blessed. Um, That's definitely been a big silver lining for me, as well as feeling, you know, Pepperdine's community, even when I'm not on campus. I think Mm. that's been really big for me because, you know, I came to Pepperdine for the community. And I think that one thing I am very fortunate of is that I can still feel that even when everyone's apart, you know, whether Mm. it's through my sorority or through, you know, different groups on campus, different clubs that have been able to find ways to connect off campus. And, you know, that to me is what's really special. I feel, I still feel like the faculty and staff are reaching out continuously and really have our best interests at heart. And so, I'm really appreciative for that as well. That's definitely been a great silver lining. 
Oh, that's so sweet and so good to hear on our end as Luke is a, a Pepperdine alum from the law school. We're pumped to hear that Pepperdine is still doing yes. doing good to make you guys feel loved and, and supported. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, you ha- you really have. You have found the silver linings. And, and again, you guys, for those who are listening, um, Elizabeth and I have chatted about this immensely off off the record, off of a recording. Um, but yeah, it's not, not the worst when you get to hang out in Malibu with your friends yeah. and and, and you have a great group of girlfriends and and whatnot. So it's just so fun to hear how you've really taken on this year um, and had a lot of fun with it and have have done road trips, have have stepped into photography, have have created so many fun uh, things. And again, I've benefited from your creativity. So it's really, really <laughs> fun. Uh, well, I have a question for you that I have actually not ever asked anyone on the podcast. But I think it's a really fun question. And I just want to say right now that in, you know, two to three years, Elizabeth, we should listen back to this episode because perhaps we'll <laughs> laugh, perhaps we'll laugh, perhaps you'll be spot on. But this is kind of something we can archive and remember. So with that being said, what do you hope to do upon graduating? What an excellent loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a concrete answer for you. And I wish that, you know, my future self could look back on me now and (laughs) and know what I was doing. But (laughs) I think honestly, when I think about that right now, it is, I I just want to continue exploring my path as a designer, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about, I've kind of gotten into a lot of different aspects of design, art, and creativity. And I think that, you know, maybe one day I'll move towards specifying in one of those regions and kind of narrowing in, focusing focusing more heavily on what, that one skill. But, right. you know, as of now, I, I really, I enjoy being creative, but I also enjoy, you know, business and being able to be a leader, watch things grow. And so I think, honestly, I would love to have some sort of leadership role with creativity, whether that be a creative design, like a, a creative director. Um, I don't know, something like that at a very cool place where I can be pushed to grow and learn. That is what I want to do. I, I want to be challenged, um, whatever that may, might mean for me, but I don't know. We'll see. It's all about exploring, continuing to learn and grow that's just what I want to do. I don't want to end up somewhere that I feel like I'm not fulfilling my potential. That mm. is what I want. So we will see. Uh, I don't know what my future self will say to that, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure she'll be clapping and I'm sure she'll be happy to hear. That's going to be fun. We'll, we'll take a listen to this in a few years and we'll see what you're up to. But but I think that's such a great open-handed, uh, gosh, answer and and way of thinking about it. It's like, okay, guys, a lot of the time as, as students, I think we get stuck into, okay, what is my dream job? Well, here it is. And if I don't have it, about two months after graduating, I have failed. And that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. That's not the truth. Um, And many, many college students, you guys are going to step into a role. And it's just as important sometimes to learn what you don't want as as it is as what you do want. So I love the encouragement of, of 
for you thinking about, okay, well, I want to step into a role where I'm continually creating. I have leadership and I'm moving forward and I'm feeling like I'm living up to my potential and and reaching that potential. Well said, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Well, another loaded (laughs) question I have for you, and this is a fun one because I have not asked you this uh, yet during our many conversations. I would love to know if you could share with us perhaps What is the greatest lesson you have learned? These are just such excellent questions. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, you know, when I hear that question, the first thing that comes to my mind instinctively is that everything happens for a reason. I think Mm. I learned that when I first had to leave Atlanta, where I grew up, had my, my lifelong friends, my childhood home and everything. I didn't quite understand and it was really hard for me, but you know, I had to realize that that was happening for a reason. And looking back on that now, my very first time moving somewhere, I see that reason. I see that that reason was to shape me into who I am today. And, you know, Mm. I think that that is just so incredibly applicable to so many things in life for all of us, really. I mean, you look at a pandemic, I don't know how anyone can possibly see this coming. And, you know, like, just applying it to my own life. Maybe this has given me, as I was saying, an opportunity to have a good time in Malibu with my friends and, you know, learn and grow in a different way than I might've thought I was supposed to, because mm. I don't know that I've just, I've learned that there's so many things that are outside of our control. Mm. Um, and there's so many reasons that we can't fully comprehend in the present moment. But the one thing that we can control, you know, is our attitude about these situations. And we oh. can control how we want to move forward in the future with that. So I think that's definitely something that I've learned. I'm still working on learning and applying. And I hope to never stop learning and applying it, honestly. I I want to continue being challenged and having reasons that I don't understand, but that one day, hopefully I'll be able to look back and see that everything did happen for a purpose. And that hopefully will have led me to the person that I will become. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys, pause and rewind and listen to what Elizabeth (laughs) just said. I I couldn't agree more and not to just totally reiterate everything you just said, but I want to reiterate everything (laughs) just said for those of you who are listening and and perhaps you've you've really been inspired by Elizabeth and and how she stepped out and gosh just has so many different fun projects and perhaps you're thinking about your own life as you're hearing her talk and and you're thinking well the pandemic hasn't been great for me and and I I I do feel in a rut and I I don't feel like I'm living up to my potential you know hindsight you guys is always 2020 and I love what Elizabeth just said because there are a lot of things in life that we can't control. There's a lot of actions of other people we can't control. There are pandemics we can't control, but what we can control is our response and what Elizabeth said, our attitude towards these things that come up in life. And so if 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 that is resonating with you, I would just love for you to apply that to whatever you need to in your own life. Just think about that. Hindsight is 2020. Whatever mountain you're climbing, hindsight is going to be 2020. You're going to look over your shoulder and you're going to see the boulders that you moved. You're going to see the lessons that you learned. 
gosh, I love everything that you just said, Elizabeth. So <laughs> pause <laughs> and rewind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, with all that in mind, I'd love to know, what are you learning now? With that being said, one thing that I'm learning now that I wasn't sure I was supposed to be learning is honestly patience. You know, as I was saying mm. earlier, I find that oftentimes I just, I want to go, 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 and I want to learn and I want to get to the next step, whether that be in my school, my, my career, you know, my relationships. I just, I often tend to be very forward thinking, but one thing that I've really, really been challenged to this, this past semester has just been sitting and living in the present moment and not always thinking about what's next you know, when will this happen? How much longer do I have until this moment? Mm. Because one day I'm going to look back and wish that I had savored that current moment more. You know, I don't know how many more opportunities like this I'll have. I don't know how many more times I'll get to spend with my friends like this, or, Mm -hmm. you know, how many more times I'll have this amount of peace in my life. So Mm. I'm just really trying to look at that and savor it for what it is without constantly thinking about the next moment. And it has been hard because I do get antsy. I'm an antsy person (laughs) and I know that about myself. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. I feel like the reason for me right now is for me to be able to practice patience. So that's definitely something that I'm working on. Oh, I love it. Well, and it ties in great. I had a, a, an associate professor of psychology, uh, Dr. Andrea Holman, on a few episodes ago, and and she talked about the grace of the present moment. And it really, really ties in with what you're saying of recognizing this present moment has so much grace to it because we don't know when we're going to get these moments again. So I love mm-hmm. hearing that, that that's kind of what you're focusing in on and learning right now is, is that element of patience. And I would tie in gratitude on my end as well. It's like, Let's be grateful for for each and every moment. Well, I know you just said you've been learning patience. I'm going to flip the, <laughs> the switch a little bit on you and, and ask, uh, and I think you'll enjoy this question, what's next for you? You've always got something going on. What's next for you? What, what projects are you working on? Uh, it's just always fun to hear. What are you up to? Yeah, so... Well, I do look at the future. Um, what's next? <laughs> this semester is wrapping up. I am very excited to go home and spend some time with my family as I have been away from them for a little bit. Um, you know, I'm hoping to look into some internship opportunities, whether that be with graphic design or more marketing based. You know, we'll just we'll see what happens there. But um you know, I just, I'm looking ahead. I want to continue finding opportunities to grow. And I don't know what those are right now, but I'm working on it. I honestly, obviously doing these projects with you the past semester have been fun. And I'm, you know, working on kind of wrapping those up, putting those in my portfolio, as we mentioned earlier. But Woo-hoo. yeah, just I keep finding fun stuff to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and so many are, so many folks are in the same boat as you looking for internships, thinking about what that might look like. So I know that's an encouragement to hear from others that they are not alone in the search and in moving forward with, gosh, your college experience. Well, this has been so much fun, Elizabeth. I have loved having you on. Uh, is there anything we didn't cover that you'd like to? You know, I feel like we have covered it about 
all, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we really have. It's been so much fun. And, and as you know, you are so sweet and you're actually uh, a listener of the podcast. So you know how I love to highlight just the element of networking for my listeners, whether they are recent grad- graduates or empty nesters and kind of thinking about, okay, how can you continue to network and connect with like-minded women or women you want to learn from? So you know that I always love to ask, who do you know that should come on and share their how'd she do that story? Well, I would have to say over quarantine, actually, I found I was doing some research. Um, one of one of the companies I really enjoy is Refinery29. I like what they do and how they communicate um, to their following. And Michelle Lynn is actually a woman who I came in contact with, who's a creative director at Refinery29. And so oh. I've had the opportunity to talk with her over you know, the past few months and learn about her story. She's honestly one of the people that uh, got me inspired to make a portfolio and take on these projects. And so I, she has a really cool story and I would love to hear more from her. And I think it'd be really great for listeners to hear um, a voice from a more established creative and how, how she got there and what she's looking forward to. Oh, what a great recommendation. Well, you all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with her. Thank you, Elizabeth. Oh, well, I was teasing this earlier, and many of you, you may have already found Elizabeth on social. You may have checked her out online as well. But Elizabeth, where can listeners connect with you? So one thing that I have recently published is a portfolio um, that's elizabethbrummer.com. And I just, I have a collection of my more recent projects and work on there, as well as links like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. So I would navigate listeners to my portfolio if they would like to check it out and learn more about me and the work that I've done. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you all will want to check out Elizabeth's portfolio, which of course is growing. And then again, you guys can see a lot of her work over on how she do that podcast.com, our Malibu guide. She was our photographer for that. Well, Elizabeth, I cannot thank you enough for your time. It has been so fun to highlight all that you've been up to. And of course, I'm wishing you continued success as a sophomore, you guys. Please remember, Elizabeth is a sophomore. How (laughs) impressive is that? Elizabeth, you are the best. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I love talking to you. (laughs) Likewise, and we Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next week for a new episode. Talk to you soon.